0: you're listening no you're listening to the buns.com podcast <laughs> network <laughs> buns 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 hello lovers welcome to you got to love it the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed And the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you got to love it. My name is Koji. I am part-time... Wounded Civil War veteran. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, sure. uh, Part-time legless Civil War veteran and and, uh, full-time fat guy with a bunch of nipple hair. And with me, as always... It's my good friend, and uh, Game of Thrones purist Andrew Patterson. It's high roll. Yeah, Does, refuses to watch the leaked episodes online. Yeah, refuses.
1: It's like a uh, you know ma- forcing myself to wait makes it better. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, uh, it's not maybe. like I'm waiting months. You know, I'm waiting like four days or something. Yeah, five days.
0: I mean, you binge watch on Netflix, though, sometimes, I'm sure. No. What do you mean We've no? had
1: this discussion before so many times. I can't binge watch.
0: You only watch one episode at a time?
1: Max two. Huh. I can't do it because I need to, when I listen to music or I read yeah. or, you know, this is why prior to us doing this podcast, I mm-hmm. have so much trouble with other podcasts or audiobooks because I need to, like, when I watch something, I want to be watching it. So unless I've seen it, like, four or five times, yeah. I... It, I needs my undivided attention. So when it comes to binging, I can't like, you know, especially with these like pre- premium, television shows, it's like two hours in. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time or like the, atten- like my eyes hurt. You so know, yeah. it's like watching a movie. I'm not usually when I watch a movie, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to
0: watch another movie now. I, the, the way that I binge watch is I make sure that if I have other tasks that can be done, like say if I have to fold laundry or have to do X, Y, Z I'm doing it while watching these programs, mhm you know, or if I'm making dinner or something, like I'll just like throw my laptop up over here mm. and just take it in so that like the two bird, one stone type situation.
1: Yeah, fair enough. It's well, it's like the Game of Thrones thing. I like to be, you know, seated in a, have my, have my dual screen action.
0: It depends on, it depends on Get for that little Dickey reference right there? Yeah. But it, it depends on for me. Uh, yeah. You don't trick off Mobley. Uh, <laughs> it, it depends Sorry. on for me what what it is. Yeah, You know, like if it's defenders or whatever, like I don't need to like it doesn't, shield doesn't need to be ritualistic and like, yeah, you know, but if it's, if it's Game of Thrones, like that's all I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I, I need silence during the dialogue as we were talking about. Anyway, you know, one movie I didn't need silence during the dialogue for was Baywatch. The Baywatch. Gu- Sorry. We haven't watched it yet. No. I We were just talking about Baywatch earlier, and that's labor why pains. it was on my mind. But Labor Pains. Correct. Um, because, yeah, the dialogue didn't really matter.
1: Two thing, the two things we watched this week were Labor Pains and The Beguiled.
0: Yes. Uh, which, I
1: guess loosely, the theme here has to do with female empowerment, maybe? Loosely? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if Labor Pains really falls under that, but it has to do with... A fake pregnancy, so there's something and I can't quite pin it down, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh what uh, so the be- wait, what do we do first?
0: We we, we the start gem. we start with the hidden gem, which is the beguiled, which we just watched in a like old school cool. revival theater in the West End.
1: Yeah, it was dope. That was a cool theater. Yeah, I like that. I liked it. It was sweet. Uh
0: The Beguiled is Sophia Coppola's newest film. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted the girl behind the counter to wear like a little suit, like a bellhop with a little hat, you yeah, know? she kinda
1: kind of had more than, more of a suit than like if you go to fucking Cineplex where they're just wearing like a black shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. And there's like a little bar there and yeah. like cool, like kitschy tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was neat. Um, like and that grilled cheese video that was just on loop that was just making us really hungry while we just sat waiting for the movie to start. A
0: slightly more modern version of the theater from Last Action Hero. Anyway, a slightly more modern version. Okay. Yeah. Well, because there's like TV screens and stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Um, Let's talk about. Let's talk about um, the beguiled. So two two things.
1: This movie, I had I had heard a lot of positive things about it. Yeah. Prior to seeing it, which is why it was the hidden gem, because also lots of people. I think don't know what it is because mm-hmm. it's not really like a, it's more of like a indie sort kind of like an underground f- well, you know, festival circuit. We have film. to travel pretty far to see this film. Yeah. It was playing three thirties on like Fridays and Sundays at this one theater. Yeah. In this, yeah. Um, and the second thing is that I am a huge Sofia Coppola fan. Like mm-hmm. she is probably my favorite film. My
0: favorite movie is a Sofia Coppola movie. And let me just say this before you go on. Mm-hmm. If you do not like Sofia Coppola movies. Yeah don't see this one yeah you'll hate it because it's the same it's not the tone is very different from a lot of the other movies like maybe more akin to virgin suicides or something yeah it's a bit darker but it it plays itself out the same way that sofia coppola movies tend to play themselves out so if you are a fan i would suggest you see this and if you're not then definitely don't yeah i i would agree
1: wholeheartedly and i don't think that like her, she doesn't have a flawless record with me. I do like a lot of her movies, but like Bling Ring didn't really stick with me. I haven't even seen it. I liked the soundtrack, and there was a lot of stuff in it that I did like, but overall, it did not really ha- make have a lasting impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, this one—it's a weird
0: film. It's oh yeah,
1: weird. Like I. Okay. So
0: here's an interesting fact, though. In the original, because this is a remake of a yeah, film, Clint Eastwood. The Clint Eastwood original was it like 1976 or something? I don't know. But in the original, the the actor, or not the actor, the character who is the soldier, mm-hmm. uh, the not Confederate, the uh, Yankee. Yeah, sure. The Yankee soldier <laughs> is. Uh, there's an opening scene in which he's depicted as like a pretty much a war criminal. Like they, okay. they make him look. Uh, evil from the outset he does some horrible shit right in the beginning okay and i i haven't seen it but that's what i heard and then watching this movie i'm like well, 1971 that would really change the entire movie yeah for Be- sure you know what i mean because like you're kind of tense in we were well i felt i was tense watching this movie like waiting for the whole kettle to like just boil over or whatever. Mm-hmm. The pot to boil over, but if you had opened the movie with him being a monster, I guess it would still be tense, but in a in a much different way. Yeah, because as it stands, you're watching this movie like, what's he doing? Yeah, like, is he a good guy or or not? Yeah, you know what's the situation? Yeah, and that I thought that was great. It's
1: weird though, because like I guess the 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 highs were not as high as I was expecting and the lows were not as low as I was expecting. So, for example, Mm -hmm. I went into it after having seen the trailer and knowing just a little bit about it, expecting some seriously heinous shit to go down by the end of it. Like, to read, you know, maybe I've just, I'm spoiled, like I've seen all of these other Tarantino-type fucking movies, but, like, I was expecting there to be some, like, uh, like, the, like, mutilation that was... Uh, sinister in some way. I was expecting right. there would be a little bit, maybe more violence, uh, or like or, some kind of rape or something. Yeah, exactly. That's a like
0: weird sentence to say, but yeah,
1: yeah. But but like, but that's definitely what you kind of feel is coming, and it never really. Hit. It's still like, it's still a very fucked up situation and a weird concept. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's not like a. It's still messed up, but like it, I just was expecting, I guess these like spikes to come, and they didn't really come. It
0: was like more, and but that's where the Sofia Coppola comes into it. I feel like she the way that it plays out, he's not a straight up monster. No, you know, like he does some bad stuff. Yeah, like I don't know how old those girls are, and like, but he he he's he's not a rapist, yeah. and and he I mean, well that we see, sure,
1: he displays a lot of behavior that you're kind of like. At least I, when I was well, watching he, it, you he know, he like lures them in, right? Like, yeah.
0: and he makes some questionable choices mm-hmm. for sure. There's no doubt about that. And and he's not a nice guy. That's right. also for sure. But like he, he's not necessarily unequivocally evil, right? right? Like, yeah, he he enters into something and he maybe fools some people into thinking that they're gonna get something from him that he doesn't provide. Mm-hmm. But like, that, that's the as story far as it goes. all this time. But that's as far as it, like he just yeah. like is. I mean he's essentially akin to somebody who would cheat on their spouse or something or their partner. Yeah. That's about that's a, as evil as it gets. Yeah, except
1: after the climax of the film when he just goes fucking totally off the rails. Then he does some pretty
0: fucking crazy shit. Well, he scares them, but he doesn't actually do anything. No, I know. Terrible. Yeah,
1: he doesn't yeah. And that's kind of what I meant. I was expecting yeah. there to be a... Like, when he takes Anna or whatever, mm-hmm. like, when she's she's tying the... And you she, she just hear screaming. I was yeah, like, yeah. she's gonna be, like, hanging for sure. Like, he's gonna have, like, murdered her. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, okay, you can, like, have her back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, he just sort of seemed kind of delirious. But um, the way it was filmed certainly was suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like all of her other movies, like, beautifully filmed. I remember listening to... Um, uh, on Q, mm mm-hmm. um, Sophie Coppola was on Q, being interviewed about the Beguiled. You should
0: listen to her WTF interview as well. Okay,
1: I will. Um, and one thing that uh, uh, Tom Power said, which at the time was like, oh, what a dweeby thing to say, but he's like, I saw the film, and the first thing that I thought was, it's very tall. Which is like an unusual thing to say about a movie, but like I immediately understood what he meant because yeah. the way that it's filmed is like any of the outdoor scenes. It f- like the shot.
0: It feel feels like they're you're always looking up at stuff. Yeah. Well, there's one specific shot where somebody looks up, and then the camera gets the kind of like a sort of POV thing where it's like looking up through the trees.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's it's actually kind of an interesting thing. I don't know. I I probably would have noticed it. Eventually, but having heard somebody say that about it and going in and kind of with that in the back of my head, like, it's weird, because I don't really think about that in other movies. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, movies are, especially with, like, HD and things are widescreen now, I think that, like, when you think consider, like, The Revenant, there's a lot of, like, these beautiful panoramas, and a lot of people take advantage of that, like, horizontal aspect of filmmaking, right. but there was truly, like, a lot of this movie you felt like you were... It, like the 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 foliage was like oppressive, you know. Like it yeah. was like the and the house, like the, it's like this old mansion, this old like yeah, I don't even know what style. Yeah, plantation style. And like and then all the shots inside felt like you were looking at a painting. Like the way that she composed the shots, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. way people were sitting, the clothing, the lighting was everything was always kind of dim at the edges. Like mm-hmm. it was like a permanent vignette. So there's definitely if you're into if you're like a film geek, yeah. Uh, it's a long watch, but there's definitely some cool shit happening here. Yeah. Score by Phoenix. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even though it sounds nothing like Phoenix. Like, it's very s- sinister and
0: sparse. Right. Um, I think it's interesting because the entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, and I guess it's kind of the point, but it's sort of like this is what happens when you force people to uh, or you stop them from being able to kind of express themselves emotionally in almost any way yeah right because or like physically even sure yeah but it's a it's a tough situation made had they had it been modern day let's just say that it was like a bunch of women in like a cabin in the woods somewhere and (laughs) like this like they find this hitchhiker who's like in the situation they'd be like fuck off dude you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as, like, I mean, maybe one of them is interested in him or whatever. But as soon as they know that he's, like, kind of, uh, you know, pervert, not perverted, that's not the right word. But, like, he's just, like, trying to get laid or whatever. Yeah. They just be like, get the fuck out of here. Totally. You know? But it's because they're also, like... Repressed. Everybody yeah. Everybody can't... Yeah. It's like everyone's about ready to explode at any second.
1: Yeah. And I did think it was interesting, like, to see because, you know, the, I feel like this whole remake is supposed to be from the women's perspective mm-hmm. more m- like more than, say, the original, I guess, which was basically following Clint Eastwood as he just kind of manly sexed his way through this fucking household of women. But, like, uh, it was still interesting to see the tension between the women, mm-hmm. you know? And this might be a weird thing to say, but, I mean, just considering... Uh, I guess what little I know about Sofia Coppola, what interviews I've read and, you know, sort of her perspective on things. It was interesting to see somebody, it just felt like, like if there was like just a, a shitty summer comedy, you know, mm-hmm. or like something that was like done by, say like Judd Apatow, this is like a good example. And he portrayed women, a group of women, as having these like qualities, yeah. you know? emotional qualities and like the way that they interact with each other and i in fact think he has done that to an extent i feel like he would receive a lot of maybe not flack but you know what i mean like it would come across as like sure because but
0: like i i think like in today's outrage based culture people yeah. are like oh here's another male director who's just thinks that like women are here to fight over a guy like yeah fuck you yeah but it was interesting
1: because logically it made so like it made sense, it didn't feel weird. You're watching it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. Like, yeah. and and all of the characters had a role to play. Like there was like, and I noticed there was even shots where they were almost lined up, you know? Like yeah. it was like initially the people that were interested in showing him mercy and letting him stay were kind of on one side. And then there was like the, and then mm-hmm. the lines kind of get blurred. And so I it was just like, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like it was interesting to see, um, I think it like humanized it a little bit. It made it a little bit less like, I think because of the way that she directed it, it felt, it did feel a bit different than maybe other examples of this in the past, but still at its core, you know, I think it just touched on some pretty common themes that are kind of sometimes difficult to talk about even today with somebody biting your head off. So, but like definitely I'm still kind of, Processing it, I think.
0: Yeah, well, so much of the movie is, is tension-based, and it never really gets released. Like, yeah, even at the end, you're just like, <laughs> you're kind of waiting for so, something like, crazy to happen. Because you expect it to be like, okay, well, they did that, but like, you know, but he, how's
1: Edwina gonna react?
0: Right. That's what, so. That's what I thought was gonna happen. I was yeah. like, okay, so this movie isn't actually about him getting you know getting upset and then then like yeah like fending him off and defending themselves it's gonna be like oh they like ruin this turn on each other maybe yeah they ruined this girl's dream so she's gonna like fucking yeah nuts yeah but it like it doesn't but
1: that is almost it's like a good like a good horror movie where it ends and it's maybe not all wrapped not that a horror movie has to have this ending but where you're just kind of like oh it leaves you unsettled this definitely left me unsettled because i was like okay, so what, that's just it? I'm expected to believe that these people just can coexist. Like, because it's clear, I feel like before he even shows up, Mm -hmm. that there would have been kind of a tension there because of what we were talking about. All of these people together, repressed, like, you know, like, so.
0: Well, I think it was pretty clear, even like during the French lesson. Yeah. Right. The one girl's just like, why, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Why are we even fucking doing this?
1: Yeah. He was just sort of a catalyst through which we were able to see how volatile this sit you know like well,
0: but i think he brought out what they all really wanted mm-hmm. so you know one of them we just wanted to get out of there the yeah. other one just wanted like to explore to live like a free wild life yeah kind of um one of them was just curious about what the rest of the world was like yeah right the the one that found her yeah found him sorry yeah was just like, yo, teach me about the animals and, and the rest of the world and stuff. Yeah, that dinner scene, yeah, where they're all talking about what they could learn from mm-hmm. that's pretty And I think the Nicole Kidman's character just wanted a break from having to tend to all these people all the time. Yeah. Interestingly, I'm used to Nicole Kidman
1: being kind of uh, in my head. Uh, I think of her, I don't even know why, probably I know she's been in movies like this, but as being kind of like evil. Like in that role, yeah, yeah, and yeah. in this movie, like a little sinister, dark. I fully expected, other than maybe the last scene, probably from the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, and the posters, and that that one final shot in the, when they're having dinner. Right. It made me go in expecting her to be like this, like fucking psycho. But then, like right. after seeing the movie, I'm like, she was probably the most, maybe not the most, but like she doesn't seem like a bad person, you know, like she just is like trying to make things work and like protect people. And she's clearly been raised in a society where like she, she believes passionately in all the things she's trying to teach these girls. So it's like, you know, and you even see at the end when she's like, okay, well this is the solution. And she's like praying and crying. You're like, okay, so she's not like a remorseless, you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, psychopath that's trying to, like, lord over everybody. Um, And also resisting the temptation, you know? Like, it's... Anyway, anyway, even just having this conversation has made me more interested. I'm like, you know, I was like, ah, that was...
0: It's a curious movie. Yeah. It's definitely a curious movie. It's interesting. So, let me ask you a question um, based on this movie. Uh, Because of the way that it ends, what is... Some of your other, f- n- I don't know about favorite, but what are some other notable movies that you can think of that you're like, oh, this is ended too soon, or like I want to see what, uh, like I want the story to keep going so I can see what happens next. Can you think of any? Because like it's yeah, a pretty probably think of a lot. You sprung it on me. I wasn't expecting it. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to come up with some myself because like I the feeling that this movie has given me, it's not something that I'm like accustomed to yeah
1: well i'll be honest one of my well my favorite movie also sophia coppola which i've mentioned many times on the show lost in translation
0: mm-hmm. even though the story
1: itself is more or less wrapped up the end is amazing when he you can tell that they both feel unfulfilled like the way that they left things was not mm-hmm. maybe what they wanted and so you're kind of left hanging. You don't really know what either of them, what their next steps are going to be. It's just like a, the way that it it's ending. You're like, okay, this is like real life. This is like, people just have to figure shit out, you know? Mm -hmm. But then he sees her in that crowd and he runs, he stops the cab and runs out and talks to her. And like, nobody knows what he says to her to this day. And, and then she cries and they like hug and then like, they go their separate ways. And that's like the end of the movie. And it kind of leaves you with this like melancholy. You're like, But what did he say to her? Are they gonna like do they are they gonna meet up at some point back in the States? Are they going there you know, like what um, and you kind of can make your own ending, you know, depending on like what kind of person you are or how you felt about the film and the characters, like it kind of ends how you want it to end. And that was one of the things I loved about that movie, but uh, Spring Breakers was a kind of a weird one, I felt as well.
0: Did they just go home at the end or something? They
1: just like go, they just like go kill all of those
0: people. Yeah, yeah. But then don't they just like, don't they, we hear like a call from one of their moms or something and.
1: I don't know. I don't really remember. I've only seen it once, but I remember being like, what the fuck? What a weird ending. Uh,
0: So a big one for me um, is, uh, I mean, it's kind of a cop-out because it's like a. A twist ending, sort of. Not a twist, but uh, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. So, the very ending, after the whole cycle plays itself out, is, uh, is uh, you know, he's on the airplane. Yeah. And the doctor that's been, like, doing all the, like, experiments on him in the future Yeah. is sitting beside the guy who releases the virus. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know? that For me, that was, like an ending where I was like, fuck, I want to know. I want to, I want to know the answer. I mean, it's kind of like an inception type deal.
1: Yeah. Inception is one that we have, uh, but we've talked about many times. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of ones that weren't just twists, but mm-hmm. that had like some sort of ending where the credits roll and you're just like, Oh fuck.
0: Like what did I just watch?
1: Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. You're not really sure what. Um, but I'm I'm also kind of struggling with it. Um,
0: There's so many, but it's hard to just in the moment kind of come up with something that's like
1: Drive, kind of. Ooh,
0: being John Malkovich.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, what a bizarre
0: film! Love that movie.
1: Drive. How? I mean, you don't really know what happens to him. And it also feels like you're like, oh, you know, typically that would be the point in a movie where somebody like saves the day. Yeah. And then it's a happy ending, but it's just like, he just kind of like disappears and you're just like, what? Yeah. Fuck.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of some others. I'm looking at some lists here. Moon is a pretty good one.
1: Uh, yeah. Moon is good. What else? Fucking, I feel like there's so many and I'm having a really hard time.
0: Yeah. It's tough,
1: uh I think you know there's a lot of like gang movies that I like that have uh, not it's kind of it's kind of like there there there's a punctuation like there is an ending, but it doesn't end where you would normally think it would end, like mm-hmm. killing them softly, which is like one of my favorites it I need to watch it again because I remember not liking it. it has like a weird arc, right. Cause like mm-hmm. it's about a guy being brought in to clean up a mess and he cleans it up, but there's not really a lot of like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of just it, you know? Yeah. There's not a ton of conflict. Well, it's just so like, I, a guy, I, it's just like, he's like, he's I, like, okay, I'm here to do some it, stuff. And then he does the stuff. And then that's, that's literally just it. That's like the end of the this
0: movie. This is one of those movies that it just tells a story. Yeah. You know, like, um, it, I mean, it's about the beguiling I'm talking about is about like they find a soldier from the other side and, you know, he lives with them. What are you t- going to say ghost world or something? Yeah. yeah. But it's just a story. Like this is what happens in this situation and then the end. And it's not like, wh- oh, nice. When I say that it's a story, I mean that it's, d- you know, you might ha- you might be coming in sort of in the middle of it and it might end sort of in the middle. There's still loose ends on both sides. Yeah. Well, so I think maybe we should now talk about a movie that doesn't have any loose ends and doesn't leave you thinking about it after you're done watching it, which is um, Labor Pains. Why don't you describe the film for us? It's about... uh, uh
1: It's a Lindsay Lohan vehicle from 2009 or so. It's after post Mean Girls Lindsay Lohan. Um... It's about a girl who, you know, is struggling to get by and her boss doesn't treat her very well and she kind of hates her job and uh, she's about to get fired and she, in a panic, tells him, tells her boss that she's pregnant, which kind of stops him in his tracks and he, he rushes off to ask legal and they advise him not to fire her on the grounds that firing a pregnant woman would be bad for them, be right. bad business. Uh, and so she now has to pretend that she's pregnant and kind of uh, gets a little bit too into it because people treat her so
0: so much differently when she's pregnant. And she ends up uh, having feelings for a co-worker of hers. That's right. So the first thing I noticed that I liked about this, and it wasn't so much, I mean, like I'm an Asian guy, whatever, but her her boyfriend is Asian. Right and like I, totally. That was the f- one of the first things I noticed too, and that's. uh And I was like, because of the way this movie, like the type of movie that this is, it's not like progressive yeah. or it just hits you right at a left field or it's interesting. I, I mean, it's it's not it's not meant to be thought provoking, right? It's supposed to be almost like the bubblegum yeah, pop, ver, you know, yeah. kind of. Um, what are those? You know, like the books that you buy at a grocery store or something, yeah. right? Like it scratches a certain itch and. It, but I don't think it pretends to be anything other than that. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, her current boyfriend is this Asian dude. And it, like, it doesn't even matter that it's an Asian dude, but like it's somebody who's not just like another white dude. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. And I'm not normally the guy who's like, oh, good for them. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like it felt so out of place in this movie. Yeah. I think it was because of, w- of what movie it was. Yeah. It but kinda it, it shouldn't be out of place, I guess is kind of the point.
1: You're totally. just like, Oh, yeah. sweet. Uh, he turns out to be a real piece of work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, immediately does (laughs) the dumbest things. You know, like he knows that she's faking being pregnant and pushes her in the pool anyway, and like tries to force her to go swimming. Like, are you? Yeah. He he's just an idiot. Yeah, he's not that smart. Uh, he looked
1: familiar though too. Yeah, he was in uh, Friday the Thirteenth remake as well as I looked it up because he looks so familiar. He's like in a bunch of those those movies. I should say, mm. you know, he's, he kind of, I don't know. He I, What was the, I feel like one he
0: was like in maze runner one of those types of fucking yeah, probably teen <laughs> things.
1: Um, but yeah, this is like another, th- yet another entry in the, you got to love it. Catalog of movies that to me, it was certainly not terrible.
0: Well, so I described it to you earlier as like, it kind of felt like a more together, version of my boss's daughter in that like it's that same sort of it's not as slapstick and like off the wall as my boss's daughter but it's that same sort of you know forgettable comedy uh, or rom-com whatever type situation Mm -hmm. but it's at least more cohesive you can like follow along as implausible as both of them are Mm. you know you can still kind of be like okay well accepting the premise that she's going to just fake being pregnant to not lose her job and then like a- a- any normal person would be like, okay, so she's just going to pretend to miscarry or something like... Yeah. ...a week later. Mm-hmm. You know, and be Which done with it. Which was like the, the original... Yeah. Yeah. That
1: was like the... Or like... You, that was well, sort of the premise. Like her friend was like, okay, this, we're going to just... Mm-hmm. You know, but then she gets addicted to it. She gets addicted to pretending to be pregnant.
0: One thing that I thought was <clears throat> really funny is like that usually there's like a, a... Or that I liked. It's kind of twofold. One is that there's usually a character who despises the person and ends up exposing them Mm -hmm. but the character that despised her ends up becoming like her friend yeah by the end of it which i thought was interesting
1: my first note on this movie was sweet interracial relationship (laughs) that's literally the first
0: note anyway go on but i also like how her friend whenever that guy first appeared the the one that you thought was going to be the foil She's just yeah. like, you're fucking creepy. You fucking creepy loser. And I was just like, whoa, again, so out of place for this movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, just immediately giving this guy the hardest time. <laughs> and I was like, because it's not one of these. Although,
1: what you're talking a bit like the guy that becomes her assistant. Yeah. And at the end is like oh, getting her like fiber because he, you know, yeah, he does yeah. more better. There was one point, though, where I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. It was almost like a good hair type moment where he's like, he suspects she's up to something yeah. and he like goes, he's like, goes to like touch her stomach. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, And the guy and the girl's like, what are you doing? And he's just like, what? Everybody loves to touch a pregnant belly. And I was just like, no,
0: yeah. no, like
1: that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. people don't <laughs> like that. Like it's, you know?
0: it's weird for you to touch somebody without their permission. I was,
1: I was so enraged on behalf of those characters that I was like, fuck this guy, you yeah. know, like the whole, like, oh, uh, let me just like touch your hair, which happens to me very frequently. And it was just yeah. kind of like, i there was just moments in this film that were like that where it actually touched on something that seemed like mm-hmm. you're like yeah yeah fucking pregnant women
0: have to put up with this shit you know
1: but then like it would follow it up with a scene where you're just like oh okay you lost me this is just a dumb joke
0: yeah there's like a bunch of actors in this film that you're like okay you know this could Parnell. yeah this could be really funny But, like, things just immediately go haywire. Chris Parnell's dog gets sick, and he's, like, obsessed with his dog, so he he leaves for a couple weeks, and he's like, don't make any major changes. The guy's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And then immediately he's like, okay, we're going to make your book. a new division. We're going to make your book. You're going to be an editor. And then, oh, you're going to sign all these other people to make their own books? Okay, cool. Yeah. Just like, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think you... Again, it's some sort of suspension of disbelief. But Mm -hmm. this... Okay, so... This movie was bad, though. It just yeah. wasn't.
1: But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like my boss's daughter was w- was
0: definitely worse. I watched the whole thing, right? But yeah. my boss's daughter was definitely worse. Definitely. Definitely worse.
1: It definitely worse. There was the one thing that was two things that were confusing to me mm-hmm. were at the end when uh, when Chris Parnell shows up again and he just like walks into this like fully booked reading it. it's clearly a oh, big deal so bizarre and, and he's, just he's just like "Ah, oh, no we're shutting down the division i was like why w- yeah the, n- n- no way does that make sense even if you're like b- you know you're bitter and you just want to belittle this person like yeah. fucking get that cash man and then afterwards just be like oh by the way i'm shutting down your division it made yeah. it made zero
0: sense and then he like, was like yeah rush limbaugh is gonna write a book or like i forget yeah, who it was it but was f- ridiculous um but okay Speaking of ridiculous, I also thought it was pretty ridiculous that she like fakes a pregnancy and then like there's no almost zero repercussions. This mm-hmm. one guy's upset about it, and everyone else is like, Well, that was weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like her family. And that and,
0: that and that but like that's it, right? Because she ends up getting it, um, the book that she's trying to promote, like on the equivalent of what would be Oprah. hmm And Giving by being this super like
1: creepy by giving the woman like desserts that her sister made. Yeah. And and then
0: like giving this sort of apology speech and then the guy's like, oh, okay, we're cool again. Like what? Let's get pregnant for reals this time. You're like, like
1: ah and well, then Chris Parnell's just like homies with her at the end. Yeah. Like he suddenly is just non asshole for some reason. Kind yeah. of. He's still kind of a dick, but like
0: So what did you like about this movie? You gotta I see you have like a long list there, so
1: no, this is just, like, just like quick notes. This isn't, like, notes of things I liked. Just, like, thought, sort of stream of consciousness kind of shit. Mm-hmm. We've already touched on most of it. Um, and then there's that one weird exercise scene, like, that... The was, sex p- was thing? Like point, yeah, it was, like, pointless. Mm-hmm. Other than to inject some sort of sexual tension, which was already kind of present. Like, it was just kind of, like,
0: weird. But I, I think it's, like, one of those scenes that, like... Supposed to be it, chock full of gags. Yeah, in a bad comedy, it's just like, oh, this scene, this scene will be funny. Like, it, you could take it out of the movie, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't affect the story whatsoever. But someone was like, oh, this will be really funny if the instructor you, like borrows somebody's husband and pretends to fuck him. Like, it's this is this is going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know? Do you think I like this? Pre- is, Do you think pregnant women
1: found this movie funny? No. <laughs> 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 I don't think anybody found this movie funny. No, nah, I bet there's people out there that <laughs> found this movie funny. I almost guarantee it.
0: I like the sister.
1: Yeah, the sister was good. She just she she's a high point.
0: She doesn't fuck around, and she's mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. the one. It, okay, more than I I'll, I like the sister. I also like the way in which she is exposed for being a fraud. In mm-hmm. that, like, the sister's just like this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and just totally ruins it. Like, tears up her fake belly, and is like, yeah. well, you're fucked now. Because that doesn't. She
1: was also kind of one of the realest characters. Like, she had, like, a potential to be, like, a tennis scholarship, you know? Like, they don't have a lot of money. Uh, And then, you know, she's been lying to kind of cover it up. Yeah, They don't really, like, touch on her story, but, like, of most of the characters, you're like, oh, like, I think what makes people like maybe Judd Apatow, at least for me, uh, some of these other people... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I thought you just powered through that.
1: <laughs> better at comedy directing is they realize that they realize that um you know you don't have characters don't have to be outrageous because right. people in real life are outrageous. You know? They they mm-hmm. good comedians like can see the comedy right. and good comedic writers see the comedy in everyday life. Mm. And, you know, that's what makes, like, shows like Freaks and Geeks or, like, you know, b- a lot of the stuff. I'm not saying there's not slapstick and outrageous stuff, but, like, yeah. they take people that are in them in themselves not necessarily ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, like Paul Rudd, you know? Paul Rudd in most of the movies that he's in, I feel, other than maybe as Brian Fantana or in Our Idiot Brother. Even Our Idiot Brother, he's just kind of like a, you know, a, a gentle, seemingly naive kind of guy. But Forgetting Sarah Marshall is... Uh Anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying like they they take characters that aren't outrageous usually as the main characters and they, yeah. the situations again are really funny and I think the sister was an example of like whoever is like it may have been an afterthought for whoever was writing it but it was kind of like oh no she like makes probably the most sense yeah. <laughs> of
0: all of these people. But I also again going back to how she's exposed. Usually in, in these movies it's like you know they're in, in an awkward situation and they slip up somehow. Mm-hmm. You know like maybe in a, in a different movie, she would have gotten pushed into a swimming pool later in the film, mm-hmm. and the, the stomach would have floated up to the top in front of all, everyone that she knows, and they mm-hmm. all would have, like, ostracized her. And then, you know, the, the the last act of the movie is her winning everybody back, right? Mm-hmm. That's usually how it would go. Mm-hmm. But I like how it was just one character who's just like, this is fucking crazy, you're being ridiculous, tears it up. Yeah. You know? Like, that was good. Yeah. why not?
1: Uh, yeah, that was good. It was... Um yeah I don't know. I can't think of anything I really loved, but uh, you know, I did have a huge crush on Lindsay Lohan back in the day, so this was like before she well, I was surprised I went off the rails was in this terms before of, that uh I don't know if before, I just meant like also I don't wanna be that guy that just like shits all over like you know. She she had a she's had a rough go of it on and off, sure. regardless of whether she did to herself or not. Like I'm not she's judging been pretty that, together but for this film, is what I w- yeah. was getting at. Yeah, totally. Um, but she was in you know she was in a fair amount of stuff like you know roles and kind of her her star was rising. So I don't really know where this fell on that mm-hmm. spectrum. I did read an interesting interview with her relatively recently, maybe like early this year or like last year, late last year, about how she. Uh, it was a pretty like. No holds barred. Like, they were like, you know, you have had a pretty shitty time in the spotlight and all this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. decisions you've made, whatever, things have been like brought, things have come to light. And like, how are you dealing with that basically now? Yeah. And she, she had like moved to London because, and like, she had been kind of out of the, she didn't get bothered there by paparazzi. Like, people weren't like hounding her. Sure. And uh, she was like, you know, working on doing uh, live stage productions and stuff like that yeah but i the reason i thought it was interesting is like i fucking i don't know enough about it i don't read like the gossip rags but it, it seemed like it was like an example of somebody who has basically their life was derailed like a robert downey jr story like maybe after the dust settles over here yeah. you know we could see her start to be to try to like dip her toes into some some acting again in like serious roles but yeah. also I looked up on IMDb to see if she was acting in anything. And unfortunately, I mean, who knows? It could be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in Specific a movie. Pacific what? what? No. No, I'm she's in a movie. I can't remember what it's called right now. Yeah. But the, the synopsis on IMDb is, a private investigator must unravel the murder of her uncle while keeping the secret that she is a descendant from a line of werewolves.
0: Oh, no. So she's going to be the next Mila Jojovich or whatever. Yeah.
1: But... You know what, like, fucking fuck it, man. More power to it. Like, just fucking do your thing, Lilo.
0: Yeah. You know? Wolf out. We'll
1: always have Mean Girls. And, you know, as long as you're making it work, and maybe we'll see a a return to... Not like she was, like, in a bunch of crazy movies before Mean Girls. It was just, like, she became really famous and shit kind of fucking... But I
0: hope she makes a bunch of sweet movies. I do too. I hope every, the, I yeah, the, wish,
1: I have no ill will towards most actors. There's some guys that are just, and yeah. girls that are just fucking But just sh- show
0: show us all up and, and, and make some pretty oh. you know, ridiculous movies. It'd be pretty fetch of you. I
1: would <laughs> I would love it if on this podcast we had a hidden gem in like fucking the next couple of years. Say we're doing the five yeah. year anniversary of You Gotta Love It. And we're like, yo, you gotta check out this movie, everybody. And people are like, oh, what's this movie? And we're like,
0: It's a Lindsay Lohan vehicle.
1: It's a Lindsay Lohan movie, and it will fucking blow your mind. Yeah. Here's hoping.
0: Yeah. Sheds Lindsay Lohan. Make make the next Convergence. No, what's that movie called? Coherence. Coherence?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or just, like, be, like, do, like, even though nobody liked this, like, when Rachel McAdams was in True Detective Season 2, you know? Like, don't settle for just the like bimbo type roles or like the pretty good, like yep. do something where you're like, you know, again, like Robert Downey Jr. and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang kind of, yeah. you know, like be a flawed character, like yeah. a severely flawed character, not just like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be pregnant. I mean, like be like, you've got like a fucking. Okay. So
0: play yourself a la Birdman, oh, uh, Michael Keaton and Birdman. and then just let's But for see like what Mean happens. Girls? Yeah. Oh man.
1: Anyway. Okay. We're going off on a crazy tangent here, but yeah. Uh, Suggestions for the week. Mine is, not necessarily... It's kind of a hidden gem because, honestly, a lot of the people I've talked to, uh, you and my dad were like, yo, check this out. Yeah. Ozark. Oh, yeah. It's I'm fucking one. into that show and it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original that seemingly a lot of people have... They're like, oh, yeah, I think I saw that like suggested for me but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, like, don't, just don't sleep
0: on it. Just watch that
1: show. Don't even read about it. Don't find out anything about it. Just watch it. Yeah. It's wicked. I'm super into it.
0: For fans of... Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah. I, I was saying to Koji earlier that it, to me, it, between it and Bloodline, they're like tied for making a much better version of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I enjoy it more. It's b- kind of a bit the same type of situation, but yeah. What so about
0: you? hidden gem. Uh, did I mention this already? The new, uh, broken social scene record. Hug of thunder. Yeah. I don't know. Well, if I didn't, I'm just going to suggest that because, uh, I feel like people know that it's out but no one's everyone who I speak to who even like has liked Broken Social Scene was like, "Yeah, you know, I didn't really check it out or whatever. Like I heard it was okay." No, I totally disagree. It's the most album like album that they've put out. Listen a, to it a couple times. In a while? Yeah. I think that if you're a fan, you should check it out because it's <clears throat> or even if you're not a fan, I feel like this could be an easy way to get into it because it's a lot more It feels like the full scene. kind
1: I feel like some of their records, it doesn't feel like everybody's present. Um. This one kind of, I'm like, oh, like, uh, I feel like uh, I found it in people is also feels like one where you're like, oh, I can pick out individual, you know, like individual members, but it all was very cohesive and works really well together. And not that they, but like, you know, Forgiveness Rock Record and, you know, lo-fi for the dividing nights, the like bonus album. And I mean, they have a lot more albums of that. That's just what came to mind. I was kind of like, Oh, this is really good. But like, it just feels more like it's maybe just like Kevin drew and like some studio musicians, you know, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one feels like you're like, Oh shit. It's like, it has that, they recaptured that, the magic.
0: And I think that it's more methodically produced or like, um, I don't know. They cut it very much to, to, to be, a lot more friendly, or uh, friendlier. a lot more friendly to people who maybe don't know what they're about, mm-hmm. because it's not like their style is generally messy, but this yeah. is not messy. So I, I would say check it out. I'll play a cool. song. So Do the you end. like?
1: Did you like the new Feist record?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't. It was okay. It was fine. Okay, but like, I, uh, I, I find that for me, uh, the reason. I might've said the same thing about broken social scene just generally, but like I'm, I'm on board with this record or I was on board before I heard it with this record only because I've been a fan for so long that it's like kind of one of those things where, you know, maybe you like to show for the first like couple seasons, Mm -hmm. three, four, whatever seasons and they're on like season seven and you're just watching it because you just want to see how it ends, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's kind of how I felt because like, I did like Forgiveness Rock record, and I, I mean, I, I've i i liked their records to varying degrees, but when I heard they were making a new one, I was like, I don't know, you know, but then I listened to it, and I was like, ah, because I felt like I should, and I was like, oh, shit, no, no, I really like this, so, but like, Feist, as an example, is not one of those people who who I'm generally like, oh, I need to hear what the next one's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, if it, you know, she could have dropped a record, and if I was busy that week, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I didn't really listen to it or whatever, so... Fair enough. Sorry.
1: That's cool. Whatever. I, I'm a Feist fan. I liked I like the new record. I've listened to it more than Broken Social Scene's new record, but I've had more time to listen to the new Feist record, so
0: anyway, okay. uh next week I think we're gonna be checking out next week is the is the uh I'm trying to think of a clever title for this, but it's uh the watch series of movies.
1: Yeah, you uh fuck. Are we gonna watch Neighborhood Watch 2? Should we do a triple feature? Should we should we do The That's Watchmen? Like, oh, we could do four.
0: Fuck. <laughs> no, so next week we're gonna be checking out the hidden gem end of watch and the You Gotta Love It Bay Watch. Yeah.
1: I can't you know, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: I'll save it for <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. So until next week, guys, keep loving it. Bye.